Hello and welcome to another episode of the Incomprehensible Podcast with me, your host. My name is Josh. And in this podcast I talk about the random stuff that goes on during the week with me as someone who works in the creative industry, someone who's at university studying to qualify for graphic design and someone that makes YouTube videos, podcasts and... uh, mm, well, I guess freelance work would probably be the last thing that I would I would tag myself in. It's a late one. I'm recording this at uh, at about 20 to 11 at night on a Sunday. And there's a reason for that because tonight is Super Bowl Sunday. And I've watched it pretty much every year for the past four or five years. And I don't want to miss this year. So so I'm staying up late to uh, to make sure that I'm... I'm able to watch it. The Patriots are in again, and they're my team, so that's good. So yeah, Super Bowl night. But in this specific episode, what I wanted to talk about was just the the current goings-on right now. Uh, if you've heard any of the previous podcasts, you'll know that I've spoken a lot about the idea behind taking a break. Taking a break from what you want to do, what you think you want to do, and just enjoy time away. Because as the saying goes, you don't appreciate something until it's gone and that is that is something I believe in and so as someone that makes YouTube videos someone that focuses their time uh, or their spare time their free time their hobby time in making YouTube videos making Instagram content making uh, or taking pictures to put onto Instagram social media that kind of thing I took the whole of January off even though my New Year's resolution in one of these podcasts was to make more content, one a video every week, I, I ended up taking an extended break uh, that pushed way further than December into January. And then I thought, well, I'll take the whole of January and February 1st, I'll come back and, and I'll make some more content. And I'll tell you that there, someone was listening, someone who has a machine that can control the weather was listening because I'd said that I would make a video on Friday the 1st of February 2019 and on Friday the 1st 2019 in the UK or at least in the area that I live in in the UK it snowed for the first time that year and that was just incredible because I love the snow the snow is uh has the the power and ability to transform a location even one that you've used countless times so there is some forest near-ish to where I live, you know, it's a short drive, but I've been there before in, in the videos that I've made, and I think I've made two or three videos in that kind of area, and that's because there's a lot of forest there, and forest looks very different from different angles, but when there's snow, I can use the exact same angles, and it looks even, even better. And that's why I love snow, and so when I woke up that morning, you know, the the weather forecasts had said snow, I didn't believe it, and, and then I woke up to a white sheet of snow everywhere with, with tire marks, and it was just an incredible, incredible way to kind of jump back in, and to me, it's one of those signs, you know, I'm not overly spiritual, I'm not overly... Uh, a believer in in the power of the universe, that kind of stuff. I mean, I do believe the universe has a plan. I think I've said that before. In the fact that everything has a purpose and you just might not know what that purpose is yet, but eventually you'll work it out. But, you know, maybe there's karma. Maybe there's all these, these things that, you know, I, you know, free, like 
your your mindset is such an important thing i think personally because i i think it's so important that you think the right way and you perceive things in the right way and i don't know whether that that goes to spirituality but it might i mean spirituality is a big thing that i'm going to have to do research into but i do believe that the way you think is good and i also think that there are certain signs in life i believe very strongly in that that a there's going to be something about you, no matter what you are, whether you want to be creative or, or not, or you want to be a builder or not, or you want to be a designer or a web designer, or a filmmaker, an actress, a singer, something. There's going to be something in you that's going to be your skill. That's going to be your natural given skill, the one that you were born with. And it takes a while for you to work that out, but you can. I was born dyslexic. I don't allow it to hold me back. In fact, I only allow it to propel me forward. But where I'm dyslexic, my brain works differently. But what it can do is picture things vividly in color. And especially when I'm making videos, if I think over that video, I can see frame by frame how I'm going to shoot something, how it's going to look in the edit, what my LUT's going to do to that footage, where I want my camera setting. I can visualize these things. And so no matter what your down, what you might perceive to be your downfall, as I did, I thought dyslexia is going to hold me back. I'm going to... I'm going to just be, you know, have to fall under this tract of I tried hard, but I was held back. And then I started to realize it was actually the silver lining to me. It was my one skill. It's a very interesting thing to think about, a very interesting thing to, to process. And with that, I know that making videos and being creative and drawing and, and illustrating and doing graphic design and, and even this put down to this podcast is all things that just make my brain work. I'm, I like them, I enjoy them, they excite me. And so I like to make videos and I thought, well, when I take this break, I can think about that massively. I can think, you know, do I need to take this break? Is it worth it? Am I making the right choice by doing it? And then when, as I was taking that break, I found a lot of, of peace in my mind. I found a lot of thinking time to say, okay, what do I want to do right now? And and the answer was make videos. And so I'm happy to do that. But when I came back, it being a snow day, I love snow days. They're incredible. They completely enhance a video. Everything you know changes, but it's worth it. It's fun to walk around. Yes, the weather is a bit cold, but I just enjoy it. There's something about it. And that to me was was the number one sign. It was just the, the perfect time for me to say, okay, this is definitely something, not that it wasn't before, I was always going to put a ton of effort in, but when when you know you want to make a video on that specific Friday and then the the weather conditions are completely conducive to an amazing video that you really like, or maybe not the amazing video, but just the amazing setting that you, you love to film in, and I love to film in the snow, everything comes together, you just, you can't ignore those kind of signs, and I don't want to, so it's, it's an interesting thought that I've been that I've been going over in my head uh, over this weekend, uh, and I've really enjoyed it. I mean, there is part of me that thinks, okay, I've made these videos on the weekend, tomorrow I'll pick up my camera and I'll just make another one, and, and that's a great feeling, because the fact that I took time off, and I did take time off, and then came back and, and still want to do this is is incredible, and it just makes me happy to know that that the joy I get from, or at least, or beforehand, the joy I thought I got from making videos is founded, and that's an incredible feeling, and I love that feeling, and I'm, I'm very happy that I get to, 
to, to feel that way. And especially being someone who's at university, having a lot of time to be able to just create is, I'm very happy with my situation. I'm very privileged in, in my situation. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging because I, I'm really not. I, I really do appreciate where I am. Uh, and it's a very good feeling. Especially when, as I say, these signs, it's just, it's, it's such an interesting thought right now. And, and I'm just in a very high state of euphoria on the, the simple idea that, that this is, this is what I want to do. And this is, this is it. So, you know, I made that video, I went out, I filmed on that Friday. It was, it had snowed, but it wasn't snowing on the, on that day. And I filmed as much as I could. I just wanted a short, simple kind of get me back in the swing of things kind of video. I think it's like five minutes long maybe and then I get to kind of premiere or at least throw in the, the intro I made just before I took the whole of January off and see if it fits and it really does I'm very happy about it and I've tried to change the way I make the videos just a little bit you know change the the approach I take to editing and, and transitions and that kind of stuff just to really amp up and and give me extra things to do not that I need more to do, but it just gives me extra excitement when I'm in the, the process of editing and making and creating. And that's a very interesting thought. And, and I had a lot of a lot of fun editing it up. You know, I was so excited and, and it, I fell straight back into where I was beforehand. And I had all the, the LUTs and, and everything uploaded. They were there. I could use them. I made some adjustments and filming and remembering the keybinds, this muscle memory that I've built up is is incredible. I mean, I changed basically the whole keyboard for Premiere Pro. All of the keybinds are different for me because they just work for me. And, you know, it it was just a, a seamless, smooth transition back into, into this whole idea. Because although I keep saying I took the whole of January off, I took the whole of January off and made no videos, but I also stopped making videos kind of a week, two weeks into December. So really I had like a month, a month and a half off where I had some videos that I had recorded and edited but just hadn't released. And I released those over, over the December period and then started this whole this whole break thing. But it's been really, really interesting and I'm a lot happier now that I've come out of that break and, you know, I, I, I can say to myself I did that. I have to say to myself I broke my New Year's resolution of making a video every week. But there's only it's only been four weeks, so technically I could just make more than one video a week and catch up. I'm only four behind, but it is still kind of breaking the rules of my New Year's resolution. But I'm now a lot happier and have a lot more time and I'm willing to put a lot more effort into these videos because I understand that this is where my joy comes from. And there's a couple of ways I work that out and... And one of them was the fact that once I'd edited that video, it just possessed my mind. That's It was the only thing that I could postulate in my head for ideas. I couldn't think about uni work. I couldn't think about anything other than editing that video. And I didn't edit it on the Friday because I was filming during the day and then I was here and I, and I had a, a bunch of emails and, and all kinds of stuff that just had to be done on that day. And then the next day I had to go shopping you know, a, a family engagement kind of shopping trip. And the whole time I was there, all I wanted to do was sit at my desk, here at my desk, and edit. 
And so that's definitely proof to me that it's, you know, 100% the, the choice and the correct choice. And then when I was doing it, the time just flew by. I probably spent two, three hours just looking at the clips, cutting them, putting them into the right speed that I want, rough kind of storytelling, applying the different transitions, applying the different effects going on. It was probably a four or five hour edit, four or five minute video. And it's not because I, it was a difficult edit. It was just a simple me enjoying the process, watching it over and over again, trying to create the best story I can, thinking about the color science, all these things that become second nature it was good to pause on those and just think, okay, I know my muscle memory in this moment. My muscle memory is to click these 17 buttons to pull contrast or push contrast, pull exposure a little bit, highlights up, you know, shadows down. But is there another way I can think about it? And and, and I created this new, not new, but just a, a variation on what I was making and how I use it and approaching things in a much more professional and time-consuming way, but a much a much more uh, uh, artistic-focused way I would, is the, probably the best way I could describe it in the fact that I know that there is a lot of time where I've kind of... I have one... I have a specific LUT that I made, which is effectively the LUT that I use to balance Sony colors because I use a Sony a6300 to do all my filming because it's a great camera I love it I recommend it to everyone and especially with the advent of the or the addition of the new a6400 the a6300 is going to be so cheap now that it is the perfect vlog setup camera on a budget I'm gonna make a video on it but I use that camera and I use it in a Cine 4 format with gamma and all kinds of stuff messed around. So it's not it's not the, the normal kind of natural way or look for, for any of the footage. And it's a very washed out kind of high contrast, high dynamic range shot. Which is great because it means I have more detail between white and black. Which is complete camera talk and complete nerdiness. But when I put that in and, or compare it to something like Canon's, Canon's colors or the just the normal picture... Pre picture god i cannot speak when i compare it to canon's colors or the normal normal picture profile whew, struggled with that one uh it's very washed out and all of the colors are very bland they're very gray and so i have to put color back in and as i was approaching the last few videos of 2018 i basically just applied that lut and then left it i didn't custom build a lot or i didn't take the ones that I like or take one that I wanted and and make it you know something different or tailor the LUT to what the shot was make something warmer or colder or more blue or take contrast in or push oranges or push reds or all these different very fine-tuned adjustments that you can very easily do to a very great effect I stopped doing those I just applied the one I know works applied the one I know brings colors back applied the one I know that pulls contrast enough that it's probably okay no matter what the shot is quickly scroll through the timeline everything looks roughly okay hit render so it was nice to pause and take time and then go okay what's the best thing i can do here and even still with the video i made it's edited it's uploaded it's scheduled to go out on monday so tomorrow as of recording this there is 
not very much to it. It's not a crazy edit. It's not the most incredible cinematography. It's, you know, C minus at best. But it's it's just the way I was thinking about it. And it's, it's just got my creative juices flowing, as they say, for more options. But I just wanted something that is simply just called I'm back, whole bunch of exclamation points, snow day, 2K19. And, and just to roll with it, get it going, that one's on there now, the next one I make is going to be a tutorial, and I'm going to try and, and alternate them like that, a tutorial, then a vlog, then a tutorial, then a vlog, that kind of idea, but, you know, I'm, I'm just trying not to hold myself to these specific guidelines, because one of the things I heard, which is a slight tangent, but while we're talking about videos, is I saw a couple of articles, I'm just going to move, because I'm sitting in a really uncomfortable position, put the microphone up a bit okay one of the things i was reading online was a whole bunch of people that do this thing called the the two two to one ratio or something for videos which is like two one video for you and then two video for your videos for your viewers um is that is i think how it goes and it's kind of you know you get to make your own personal projects for one video and then the other videos have to be tailored to your audience so it might not even be a video that you want to make but if you make it you know that your audience are going to watch it and I find that quite weird I find it quite weird because why would you make something you didn't want to make so when I approach a video, especially if it's a tutorial, it's something that I find interesting. So if I go, oh, wow, that's what that button does. That's cool. How can I use that? Tutorial kind of, it almost writes itself. And when I want to teach something that I learned a year ago or six months ago or even today, I want to teach it because when someone Googles that, I might tag that video slightly differently. I might come up with a name that someone else does. I might have a video that goes on Instagram that that person might find. So the more of these videos that are out there, the more you can find them. But I never tend to make videos for the audience. I mean, there's a couple of videos even on my channel that are literally just messages to myself. So that when I look at my video library, when I go through all those titles or when something pops up and it says, this video's got this many views or on my analytics, it says do more, and tomorrow isn't good enough, those videos were made for me, they were my pet projects, they were my personal feelings, where if I'd had this podcast, I probably would have podcast formatted those videos and released them, but they're for me, and I would say that nearly all of my videos are made because I want to, not because I thought, oh, my viewers would love this, I don't really want to make it, but I know that they're going to want to watch it and that's going to get me views and engagement and it's such a it's a confusing one it really is because you know I came back to my camera and when I picked it up the first thing I did was go straight back to what I thought about it last time which was be super duper hyped you know kind of show this mass amount of energy this incredible ability to be happy all the time, giggle a little bit while you're talking or smile and point it in this specific way because you've seen this person do it and that worked and and I just, I don't want to do that, I want to make videos because I enjoy it, um, it's, it's such a confusing one, it really is, 
confusing even to me because I know that the kind of videos I want to make are travel projects, memory grabbing projects where I know I can look back and go, wow, that is that is exactly what it was like. I want to vlog more. I want to be more confident in the camera. I want to talk to the camera more to explain things and be able to do tutorials and kind of go over different sides to film work, different sides to design work that I haven't seen before. You know, I see a lot of people who are filmmakers by trade make videos about their kind of process and that's great but I want to make it for people who are like me or people who think they're like me you know the the graphic designer turned videographer guy that creates videos because he wants to not because he has to but because he enjoys it and how I take my graphic design knowledge and apply it and maybe teach some of that graphic design knowledge because it's useful and someone had to teach me I didn't, I wasn't born with this information, so someone had to teach me how to make the things that I make now, or to think the way I do, to think about colour and layout and format and where to put stuff and the hierarchy of information, what text should be bigger, what fonts work, what colours work, what specific one colour can I pull from this design that's going to make it more appealing, those are all skills that I have that I can apply to both videos and graphic design. Whereas I see a lot of people who are just videographers. And so they might come to the exact same conclusion that I do. But maybe they won't. So I want to teach the way I think. Because I know there's people like me. Because I have friends who are exactly like me. And that's interesting. But I don't think I'd ever make a video specifically just because I think that someone else. or Well, of course I make videos because I think other people will want to watch them. When I make a tutorial, I make it because I think, okay, this could be interesting, but I don't make it on the pretense of this is one of the videos that I have to make for them and not for me. I don't want that. I want every video I, I make to be, I wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to do this one because it's going to be cool and I'm interested in that fact and I want to learn and I want to make sure other people know how to do it. And it's because I want to make that video. You know, I just, I, I don't want to have to tie myself to this 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 apparent rule of one to two or three to one or whatever it is, whatever it is, I'm, I'm really not sure. And I don't even know where I first heard it, but it's definitely been popping up a lot. And I even see it in some creators kind of content. I can see the, the videos which they were interested in making. And then I can see the videos where they're, they're just doing it because they have to. And it's, it is an interesting thought. I mean, I do question it for I also think it's a very channel specific. So if you're a tech reviewer, it's likely that all, nearly all of your videos are going to be made because you think other people want to make them. And unless you custom build PCs or you customize things in a specific way, it's unlikely that you're ever going to make a specific personal project, really, because all you're doing is reviewing what someone else does. And some people do that incredibly well. Most people do it incredibly well. I really can't I just I like watching other people's because they're very clear very to the point very specific they can do it in five minutes I am not that human being I could probably talk about my camera for the best part of four days straight because I just know a lot and I can give a hundred examples so I know I could never make that kind of content and because I don't want to make that kind of content I'm not going to go and do it I might review something and say, okay, this lens is cool, 
And the reason why I like this lens is because of this, 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 and this. And I think you should go and get it. That's fine, because in my opinion, it's a review. Yes, but it's more just, I like it, go get it, see what you think. Whereas I don't think I would tell someone this lens is better because of this specific information and this, this, because there's people that already do that. So I had to try and come up with a way to find this balance. And, and the balance is I make videos because I think they're cool. And if I find a new piece of software or a new a new app that helps me or a new button in Premiere that I didn't realize existed or a hotkey that's so usefully placed and makes your life easier. I'm going to tell someone about that because those tidbits of information are great. But it's because I thought that tidbit of information was great and I just want to put it out there in case someone else finds it. I don't I don't get the idea of, of hunting and searching for something in Premiere because you have to make something for your for your followers because you want that engagement you know you're, you're almost chasing engagement and not making stuff that you care about you know if i see a button on premiere and it's it's a useful button but it doesn't affect me at all i'm not going to make that video because i it's it just doesn't matter to me so there definitely is these these different ways to think about it and it is an interesting one and especially knowing that I mean, the video I made today, or I finished editing it today, is is called I'm Back. That's it. Or I think it's called I'm Back something, 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 snow day. And that's great because it's just a simple video of me going there and basically saying, I took a break. If you want to hear about it, listen to the podcast. There's a link down below. As easy as that. With a little bit of B-roll and some good music. There is nothing really to learn. There's nothing really to take in. It's just a simple memory captured in a moment. Snow day for this this year because it's going to melt in two days' time and, and I'm good there. That's a video for me. And if someone wants to watch that, they can. That's that's their choice. But uh, I don't know. I I just don't get the... I don't get the idea of making something that you don't want to make but you know that people will watch it. I don't... Uh, I can't compute that. That doesn't make sense to me. But on a different note, entirely, uh, you know, on a different note, but on the same kind of topic, it's, it's it really is up to you if that's what works for people. And it must work for people because it pops up all the time. That's a great idea. And maybe it's worth trying. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm tiny, minuscule, have, you know, non like I'm not even in triple digits of people that are subscribed and I very rarely hit triple digits of people that watch my videos so maybe that is the reason why I'm not there because I'm not making videos for other people I'm not making them on this idea that it's useful and it's growth increasing and you know and it's just something that people will watch who knows I just I just don't like that idea because I know that when I watch videos I either know that this is entirely created to tailor something to me as as a viewer. It fits exactly with what I'm doing. And the video was created to fit in the five categories that YouTube are going to use to define what videos they show me. And it pops up and I go, okay. But the second I watch it, I can see that that person doesn't care. I can hear that that person doesn't care. And so I move on. And so maybe it does and doesn't work or or maybe it just doesn't matter is it worth 10 15 minutes of a podcast episode probably not because the answer to the entire question is probably just do whatever you feel comfortable with 
and I feel comfortable making the stuff I want to make, creating the memories I want to make, doing the tutorials on things that I find interesting. And if someone wants to watch that, then they can. They have every opportunity to to do so. They can Google it. They can look at it. And, you know, the, the people that are subscribed to me at the moment, I don't know what the ratio is or what the percentage, but I would assume it's something like, Probably only 10% of the people that are subscribed to you at any point are going to religiously watch your videos. Maybe even less than that. A lot of people just subscribe and wait for the one that looks the most interesting and then click that and watch until they're bored and then click off. And there are only a few channels that I religiously watch their video no matter what pops up. So I think that it's, it's who, are you, who are you aiming your videos at. If you're aiming your videos at the, the mass market where you want a ton of people to find your video, then then that's great. You, there's ways to do that, I'm sure. But if you're tailoring it more to the people who are the religious watchers, who watch every video you make because they love you as a person rather than just what you're making, then, then there's probably a, a way to do that as well. And it's your choice specifically. I know that I would prefer to do the latter and have people that care and people that want to, to record... Um, watch and listen and potentially learn because they understand and trust and respect what I'm saying then to have a hundred people that or a hundred thousand people or even a million people that just don't care you know numbers maybe numbers aren't everything anymore and I, I think there's a change in the way that people watch stuff I think there's a change in the way that people are perceiving things I know that I spend a lot of my time reading comments of specific videos and and almost being upset by some people's responses and it's it's very very interesting and I'm because some people expect a very very large amount from a creator some people expect a, a ton of very specific tailored content to that one person and when it's not exactly what that person enjoys they feel like they've been cheated out of their time and when people do sponsorships and and kind of promoting products they have issues with that and say this content isn't good enough but and I and it interests me greatly because I think that person needs to survive like everyone else and they've chosen a career which is really on tender hooks at the moment and these people are just shouting them down because they didn't enjoy the 10 minutes they spent watching that video. It's it's a very interesting thing. So I do think that there is going to be a change soon. And I think that change is going to be one way or the other. It's either going to be everyone just makes videos to please the audience and the audience are lured into a sense of being okay with that because they don't understand or don't see or maybe they just don't care enough. Or it's going to go the complete opposite way and be... Uh, creators make exactly the videos that they want to make and it doesn't matter. I do think it would be an interesting idea and an interesting experiment to to take monetization away. I do in YouTube. I've always thought that. And oh, my dog is having a nightmare. Wow. She's like really having a nightmare. I feel like I need to wake her up. Stop having a nightmare. I do think that there is going to be a change really soon in the fact that that it's it's an interesting topic because especially when I see 
when when I see people that that make videos and they make a ton of videos and their content is great and they they're living off of of what they make on YouTube, you can see that nearly every single person, or at least I'm noticing, that every single person is saying. It doesn't really support you anymore. A lot of people are moving to Patreon and all these different uh, companies that allow people to pledge and and so on. And, and that's an interesting thought because there are a ton of people that somehow do seem to be stable on YouTube and have income. And there are some people that seem to be losing it. And I know that people that play video games are struggling at the moment. And and that sucks because if you weren't struggling and now you are, that would suck a lot. I you know I can see that, but I I definitely think it would be an interesting experiment to just remove monetization and just see what happens. See how many people make videos. See how many people continue to make videos. Or or you know, I think that I specifically know that. At no point have I ever made money from YouTube and at no point do I really think that I'm going to make enough to live off of it. I, I just don't think that. I, I don't think that at all because there are people who are massive in the industry that don't make enough. So is that really my aim? I don't think it is anymore. I definitely think it used to be, but I really don't think it is anymore. And I think that maybe that's why there are these different ideas of of doing one for you and two for your viewers because if you do two for your viewers and one for you 66% of everything you make has the potential to either be big have more engagement more views and more views mean more money so that makes sense thinking about it that way which I hadn't really thought about before and then there are people who I assume make things because they they just want to, and they're the people that don't mind, you know, I, I have a job which pays me enough, I have a job as a graphic designer, so I don't need to make money off of this podcast or YouTube videos, and even if I wanted to, I can't, but I still come back all the time to make it, and at no point have I worried about it, and at no point have I worried about investing in gear, because I just enjoy it, everybody invests in a hobby, and to me, that's what this stuff is. It's how I use my spare time, how I capture memories, what I do with my phone. In the the month or month and a half that I took off, because I wasn't uploading things to Instagram, because I wasn't uploading things to YouTube, I consumed a ton more media. And I was always on Instagram and I was always going through my phone and wanting to post a picture and then thinking, what is the aim of me doing this? Is there an aim? Do I want to just make it because I can? Do I want to just make it because I enjoy it? Or am I aiming for some alluring idea that eventually I'm going to post something and then money's going to turn up? It's it's interesting. And of course I would take that. I don't want to seem like I'm some kind of over-elevated kind of like wizard of a guy who doesn't care. Of course I would take that. Everyone, everyone would, I think, I mean, maybe there are some people that wouldn't want to be paid to just upload pictures on Instagram. Maybe they do exist. But I know that I would take it in a heartbeat. But it's it's the question of why am I uploading now when I can't? Am I uploading because I have the opinion that eventually it will become a, a profitable thing? And am I persistent enough to say that I'm just going to keep doing it? You know, am I am I persistent enough to say this is a hundred percent what I'm going to do? This is a hundred percent my 
my plan, this is the only thing that matters, I'm just going to keep going and going and going until eventually I can use this specific uh, kind of platform or a number of different platforms to sustain myself or do I just continue to do it as, as a hobby and I think well right now I don't have any option other than to just keep doing it as a hobby in my spare time when I'm not working or at uni and eventually it could become something else eventually but who knows and until that point I don't want to focus on that end goal you know I think and probably the nicest thing in the world is for people who just keep making things over and over and over again, keep chipping away at this inevitable goal of just being big enough to have an audience. And then one day they realize that if they flick that switch, they can support themselves. But they never thought about it that way before. And I always think those people's content is better. I think there is a reason why Casey Neistat was so big. And that's because every time you watched his videos for the first 100 million views, no adverts came up. Not one singular advert came up on any of his videos because he just didn't monetize them. And every time he picked up a camera, he picked it up simply because he wanted to. And his idea of fun, his idea of using his time was to create a, a memory, to capture something, to enjoy something and to, to share it with other people, to share his life and his ideas and his wisdom. And eventually it became something that got him... I assume very wealthy, but we don't know, but I assume it did. It's almost 100% guarantee that it did. But I don't think that was his intention the whole time. If anything, YouTube got him jobs, which allowed him to get paid in a different way. And if that's the best way to do it, then that's what everyone, you know, should be aiming for, is that maybe now YouTube isn't a way or social media platforms in general. I mean, I've, I've spoken about YouTube a lot in this, but it applies to pretty much all of them that maybe it isn't worth you or maybe these social media platforms are going to slowly tail off and they're not going to have this high revenue ca uh, income that you can make from them, but they give you the leads in life that you, you can get. I mean, how, how, popular is Instagram probably one of the most popular if not the most popular photo based social media there is what is the likelihood of an employer for a photography agency going on your Instagram what is the likelihood for a modeling agency to go on your Instagram page incredibly high so you know you just got to kind of tailor it but focus on on you and and what you want to do if you want to do a system where you make videos because you know people will or might want to watch them and that's your focus because you just want numbers do that and if you're someone that wants to make a video every single day and not care about numbers do that you know do whatever you find comfortable uh, and don't hold yourself to this uh, you know kind of stupid schedule that just makes you hate what you're doing you know how many people who are i would consider very big in the industry take a break a lot a ton of people that I follow anyway, nearly all of them have taken a break at some point and there has to be a reason why and I think it's because the people that didn't take a break that I follow made videos in my opinion because they wanted to and because they could and then the people that took breaks made videos because they chose a topic where they they had to find something new to give their followers you know, new information, they were constantly digging for ideas and racking their head and you know, not 
I assume not enjoying the process because if they did enjoy the process, they wouldn't have taken that break. You know, I, I enjoy the process of making videos, but towards the end of last year, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it as much because I just thought I'd fallen into this trap of what video has the best tags, what video has the best search right now, what video is going to get me those numbers, is going to get me those, you know, that all important subscriber count, follow account that as the higher it goes up, the more power I, I have, you know, all that perceived kind of link between power and numbers. And then after the break, I thought, well, that isn't important. I'd rather release great photos that I'm happy with, with the theme that I like and just not care if one person likes it or a million. It's just the, the game of do what you want to do and take the pictures you want to take. I mean, for example, I did all that filming for this video. I went out and did all of the, the B-roll, all of the, the talking points aside from the little bit I did in the video, which was done in my house. I did all of that in a day and I didn't take a single photo. I didn't take one photo, not with my phone, not with my camera. And I didn't take those photos because at no point did I think, wow, that would be an incredible photo. I need that photo. I just thought, well, that would look good. But do I need that? Do I want to put that on my timeline? Is that the not the best or, or is that the, the one that will get all the likes? It's just, is that interesting to me? And if the answer was yes, then I would have taken those pictures. So the answer was obviously no. And maybe I just wasn't looking for pictures. I don't think I was. I think I was looking for B-roll. And I was having so much fun looking for B-roll that pictures just didn't pop up in my mind. So... I know what my focus is because I just went there to enjoy it. You know, I I didn't force myself to go, okay, I'm in this location, this is my video. I need seven pictures at least so that I can do three Instagram stories or four Instagram stories and three posts or, or whatever. You know, is that required? You know, do you need to do that? Maybe not because if, if you just didn't think about it and you just naturally didn't take a picture then try and think back to all the other times where you did take pictures. Were you forcing yourself to find a picture that was good enough so that you could post it on Instagram because you heard once that if you use and utilize all the the platforms and that's the best way to, to reach a market? Or, or did you just take those pictures because you thought, wow, those pictures were incredible. And I, I would I would absolutely bend everyone's will and opinion to the latter to the just walking around with a camera and not feeling you have to take pictures it's an interesting thought it is an interesting thought because right now in my head I'm contemplating what the next video I'm going to make is and to me currently I think the next video I'm going to make is is like a, a part two to the um, a color story app uh, video that I made a very long time ago so I made this video it's probably the biggest video on my, it is 100% the biggest video on my channel at the moment it's probably the video that's brought in the most subscribers and it was about a mobile phone workflow where you can take pictures of your phone edit them you're good to go and you can do everything in that app and a color story is a great app to be honest but for Christmas I decided I wanted to upgrade my phone photography so I got the moment case and then the 58 mil tele lens and I'm currently thinking I could make a video in this kind of snow-esque setting or frosty setting, which is happening because it's winter. And I could go and make a video about 
upgrading your phone with you know external peripherals as a as an excerpt to to that video and I can then link it to my color story video and I'm thinking that's a great idea I want to do that because I also want to go and take more pictures with my phone so that's an interesting video and and it's about in the moment thinking why do I want to make that do I want to make it because I think a lot of people are going to click that video no I'm making it because I think I don't use that lens enough in my opinion I want to use the lens more I want to get to know it and I really like the a color story app and to have more reasons to use the app is a good thing but then it also comes tied in with the fact that that is the biggest video on my channel so if I can do a link to that video maybe it'll work even better and in that other video, link to this video. You know, you've got to play this system, but just don't do it because someone else told you. You know, I, I didn't hunt around and dig and sit for hours trying to come up with a, a reason to, to make a part two to that video. You know, and I didn't buy the moment case and the lens specifically because I could link it back to that A Color Story video. At no point did I do that. It just didn't didn't matter to me I thought I always carry my phone how can I get just as good quality from my phone or better quality from my phone camera that semi matches my camera for the late the least amount of money and then that's just the way it was you know because sometimes I I see pictures and I think oh if only I had my camera with me if only I had the, the best gear or the the gear I want to carry around, and so when I bought the lens in the case, it was just simply to fix that one box, it was to go, okay, if I always carry these two things, which is my phone, which is always in my pocket, and a lens which fits in my other pocket, I'm always ready, I'm always there, I'm always prepared, simple, easy, easy to do, so it's like a more, I guess it's a more natural process, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at, that's, that's probably the best way I can describe this feeling of, I've kind of come to after the break I had and the starting to fall out of wanting to make videos, starting to not care as much when I've come back and now care a lot and, and, and I'm willing to still put this effort in even though at this point there's no real gain monetary-wise or, or whatever. I'm still willing to put this time in because it's it's a natural process for me. This is how my brain works. This is what my brain does. and And that's maybe the most important part. God, that was a lot of talking. That was a lot of a lot of talking and thinking all at the same time. And I have a headache, which is not good. Not good at all. And so for that reason, I think I might leave it here. And also because the Super Bowl starts very soon. So look out for that, that video. I do think I'm going to make that video about phone photography. If you're questioning what the color story video I was talking about, if you go to my channel, which you just go to YouTube, type in Mr. Joshua Dawkins, uh, D-A-W-K-I-N-S. Uh, you'll be able to find my channel and you can go to a color story. It is the biggest video on there. So if you hit like sort by popularity or something, it'll come up. You can watch that. It's a great app. It's useful. They're not a sponsor of this podcast at all. No one sponsors this, but you know, they're just a good app. I just love it. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, I'm going to make that, that secondary video, but because I want to make it, you know, that's the key, the natural process of, Right now I'm making this video for me, not for anyone else. And if someone else wants to watch it, they can. And and that's the most important thing. It's definitely how I thought when I made that Color Story app. I, I downloaded that app two or three days before. Or that day. I think, no, I think it was of the day of that video. I remember downloading it. 
going through, seeing the way it worked and really liked the way they did it. It was so easy, so simple, very good. I enjoyed it. And then I started to, I think it was like £2.49 for this pack of specific filters that like just worked for me. They were great. So I bought them and then I went through and I realized how easy it was. And, and then as I was driving to make or to think about making the video, I stopped and took a whole bunch of photos and quickly edited them on the app and thought, yeah, this is the app for me. And then I made the video and was just like, look, I found this app this morning. I need to make this video so that more people can find this app because I think it's great. It's awesome. But at that point, no one had heard of the app because it was new. When I when I'd like Googled it or went on YouTube search and typed in like a color story app and hit by popularity, I think the video that had the most views had something like 2,500 views. So at no point was I making that video because I thought, wow, so many people are searching for this. It's really in right now. I'm making it. If I make it, my video goes with theirs. It was just, this is a cool app. Other people might find it. Other people might enjoy it. And now it is the biggest video on my on my channel. And strangely enough, the videos that I made because I thought, wow, this, this will sound good. They're the ones that are the smallest. You know, it's, it's, it's just what works for you. And I don't think there is a specific style. I don't think there is a, a key to to winning the game or playing the game the best way. And I do think it is a more natural process. I think you need to find what works for you. And what works for me is letting my brain do the work and I'll just make the videos I want to make. And maybe that'll work for you. Maybe that is the key. If you are stuck in a rut, uh, you're finding you're, you're starting to not want to, to make videos anymore. Or you're finding it really hard to come up with ideas. Just don't don't force it, go for the natural approach of just coming up with ideas, you know, the best ideas in the world started with the simplest of ideas, everyone should have seen the movie Inception by now, it's a strange reference, but remember that Inception is the simplest form of that idea, becomes the most life-changing and most impactful idea you could come up with, and they're not lying, so focus on the natural creation process, uh, this was a massive tangent to the point where it's like, 30 minutes of talking but it's a good tangent I enjoyed it anyway and if you did then uh, subscribe or follow or whatever the button is on your specific chosen podcast uh, distribution platform as always thank you very much for listening to this which is now the longest ever incomprehensible podcast that I've ever recorded I had fun as always and I will hopefully see you guys or you'll, you'll listen to me talk next week for another episode of the Incomprehensible Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.